six o'clock. Hey, welcome to the Joke Workshop here on Mutiny Radio. There is no more Joke Workshop because we're not gathering. We're not getting together in any way, shape, or form, but we are on Zoom. So we will be Zooming some scripts tonight written by Warhol Kaufman and myself, truly, yours truly, Pam Benjamin. I wrote in 2007, in January of 2007, I wrote my first episodic thing. This was before I wrote my first novel. It was like a pre-novel, novella, if you will. My very first thing I wrote. And it was called Dottie and Bree's Escape. And um, I wrote it in like January through March of 2007. And now it's going to have a home. We're going to read it, and I'm really excited. So thanks for being here, and uh, thanks for listening. This is Mutiny Radio. We're going to be zooming in. Until then, I'm going to play some cool music from, like, when I was, you know, cool and stuff, like in college or whatever. And Remember the 90s? Yeah, I do.
patty, lettuce, tomato. This is Rock and Roll Radio. Come on, let's rock and roll with the remote. Okay, uh, Mike, I'm just going to send it to you directly. That's perfect. I'll, I'll let you know when I get it. Here it is. It's uh, Messenger. Okay. What's the line we're starting off with again? Um, it says... Uh, this Minotaur thing, what the fuck is in that safe? Want to get some pie? We'll just start yeah, there. This Minotaur right. thing. What the fuck? And then I can cut. Oh, you know, pie. I see pie. Want some pie. Okay, I see where we are. Um. Yeah, so Billy's been playing Mick, and if people just want to pick up the other roles, you know, I'll, I'll read the uh, narration. Cool. Y'all good? We good? I'm not having the best. Best of luck, yeah. Yes, sir. It's, uh, it's loading slow. Yeah, Facebook, Facebook sucks. Facebook messages sucks. I just need some. Uh, yeah, it's just gonna take me a second. My page is unresponsive. Uh, I mean, you, you want to give me your phone number? I'll text it to you. If you want, yeah, it's uh four one five. 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 Four
right. Here, I won't let you say that online. La 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 la. They are saying numbers. Do 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 do. We are gonna do a reading of Club Minotaur, part of the mix series written by Warhol Kaufman, and we have Billy Sullivan and Mike Spiegelman and Warhol Kaufman all. Oh, Warhol, I, I got it. Off, I'm gonna read it off my phone. It stopped from the last time. I was able to get your script off the phone, no problem. But it took me like a week and a half to get. Oh, hello. <laughs> you got lots of time slash forty minutes. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, let me see if I just open it up on here. <laughs> Mine just opened up in Google Docs. Yeah, I'm, I kind of think that the phone. Zoom Corporation might be the ones that created the yeah. coronavirus. Started the whole <laughs> fucking thing. <laughs> I'm gonna. All theories are good theories at this point. Straight up, I'd never even used Zoom before this. No, I, yeah, I no one ever talked about it, it in my world. Yeah, Ooh. and I hang out with a bunch of techies. Uh, all right, we good? Uh, well, I, I have it on my phone. I just don't have the page number. Forty nine. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, he doesn't have do you... page numbers on his phone. Oh, wait, oh, so, hang on a second. I finally got the link finally came up on my laptop. Okay, I can try to make a PDF if you want to. No, 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 no. It's going to load up right now. And, All right. And I'll be ready. You want to get some pie? I want some pie. Yeah, there's a lot of pie eating in this one. I don't know. Were you watching? Big fan of pie. Were you watching uh, Twin Peaks or something and you were like, cherry pie? No. Nope. Okay. But sure, yes. <laughs> I actually was it's still really, loading. I could fuck up a pie right now too. I could fuck up a pie right now. Yeah, right. Yeah, I could. I could fuck up a pie. These what a pie pies unreal. I I can make pop pie. Do it. <laughs> uh, these Corona times are amazing for anorexics because uh, there's no food in the house, so you just don't have to eat. It's like. There's no food. I don't have to eat. That should be the name of a porn star, right? Anna Rexic. Yeah, Anna. Yeah. yeah. I so you just that. let your mind slowly deteriorate. <laughs> I've been eating pumpkin spice chocolate chips just because they're in the house. Nice. That sounds good. <laughs> half half so open bag. Sorry, been eating. Pumpkin spice oh. chocolate chips, you said? Yeah, yeah. So it's like they're shaped like little pumpkins, and they they oh. have the. Uh, you know what? That would be great if you got a large marshmallow and put it inside a large marshmallow, and then you had pumpkin yeah. spice chocolate marshmallows. Should we do this shit? Yes. All right. Uh, I can't view it, but is there you a still way can't get want some pie? We are. We really. I really want pie now. It's true. Well, God. I have my, it on my phone. I just. I don't know how to search on my phone. It's like and seventeen pages back from the end. Yeah. So go to the I end. Page numbers. I know you there don't know the numbers, but back. that's what it is. It's almost the end, and then not quite. Yeah. What, what's the line you uh, were going to get? Want to get some pie? student is sweeping the walk, Mick and Abe lean on their cars eating. This Minotaur thing. What the fuck is in that safe? You could be Abe. Oh, he's about to leave, though. Mick's phone beeps. Mick checks his phone. Want to get some pie? Daisy's dying at night. I'm trying to find it on my phone, and I'm trying to wait for my uh, browser to fucking uplift this goddamn thing. Flip Upload. the table. This is it. 
<laughs> kind-eyed Daisy. More kind-eyed Holy shit. shit. I love it. Kind-eyed waitress. Kind-eyed. Kind-eyed. She has kind eyes. Kind-eyed Daisy. What are kind eyes? Are they like the eyes that say, I would fuck you even though you wouldn't know, huh? old and not attractive? Oh. Is that what kind eyes are? People are looking at me really? with kind eyes all the time. She looks like someone hit her one time and she doesn't want anyone to hit her again. That's what oh, kind yeah, eyes are. Six, wow. There we go. 16 pages. 17 and, pages yeah. back. Scruffy looking About 17 student. pages back from it. Yeah. Well, I only, I only see 17 pages, so I don't know where to start. So what was the line again? I'll find it. Lord have mercy. Um, it's, well, Daisy's Diner at night. Scruffy looking student. Scruffy okay. the walk. Daisy's Diner at night. Being on the cars eating. This Minotaur thing. Daisy. What the fuck? And the black. Do you want me to bounce you a PDF so you can see the page numbers? No, I got the page numbers on this fucking thing. I just wanted to fucking work. Fucking thing. Fucking thing. I'm trying to search the line Daisy's Diner, and uh, I have to wait for. There's a lot of Daisy's Diner lines. It's a, it's one of the locations. Okay. There's like six scenes there. All right. Daisy's Diner, and then what's the next word I could type in? Uh, coffee seven. mug. Minute, there's a lot of Minotaur. Um, pie. Kind eyed. Uh, oh, it's, <laughs> refill. It's, it's reconnecting for me. Is that charming? Uh, <laughs> this is this is like comedically. Well, <laughs> you can. I can be Abe. We can start without him. You can catch oh. up. Yeah, we could just let you catch up, motherfucker. I'll be Abe, and then I'll be kind-eyed Daisy. All right. A scruffy-looking student is sweeping the walk. Mick and Abe lean on their cars, eating. This Minotaur thing. What the fuck is in that safe? Mick's phone beeps. Beep. Mick checks his phone. You want to get some pie? Yeah. Daisy's diner. Night. Mick sits with a coffee mug. Cigarette butts litter a used pie plate. Kind-eyed Daisy comes over to offer a refill. Did your friend leave? One of them. Are you leaving? Vince keeps coming around. I asked him not to. I could eat more. Oppenheimer's Lounge. Night. Nancy Wilson enters, sees Clara drinking with Steve, and walks over. Connie is bartending. The comic talks to Guerrero by the end of the bar. Sure. Sure, I, I am completely and totally available anytime. We should, comics. we should take uh, a cruise. Oh, yeah, I guess I'm I here. I got, I'm up to date. Oh, so why you're going to be Steve? We should take a cruise. Okay, yeah, yeah. We should take a cruise. Oh, that sounds... Excuse me, are you Claire O'Donnell? Uh, we should go to... Yes, I'm Clara. Let's try uh, Puerto Rico. Is something going on? I'm Nancy, Nancy uh, Wilson with City PD. Dr. Leibovitz suggested I find you here. What? How does he... I wanted to ask you a few questions about Bedelia Conwood. Oppenheimer Lounge, back patio night. Clara and Nancy sit by firelight. Clara fidgets. But yeah, I didn't know her that well. How did you meet? She was a patient. What is this about? Procedure. Did you ever see her socially? Well... I have statements. 
let's say you were seen at a club called Minotaur? I saw her there a few times, yes, I guess so. And did she, did you, did you know that she was pregnant? Did it seem unusual to you for a pregnant woman to kill herself? Nancy sits back and gazes intently at Clara. It was an accident. What are you saying? Of course. Did Bedelia ever speak with you about her career? I, no, she worked for the mayor or something. The two of you weren't close? We were in the same circles. I spoke with Eudora Conwood. Bedelia's mother. She had wonderful things to say about you. Positively glowing. Would you like to amend that statement? Claire O'Donnell glances around nervously. She toys with unbust cocktail room detritus. Uh, um, uh, all right, yes, I knew Bedelia. All right, yes. Until recently, we were, we were fairly close. We had a falling out, and I don't enjoy, I prefer not to talk about it. What was your falling out about? Did Miss Conwood have a passion for boating? How did she come into the possession of your <clears throat> employer's yacht? Clara O'Donnell becomes very still. I slept with her boyfriend. It's a sore. I don't really... Bedelia's boyfriend. Nancy flips through her notes. I'm not proud of any of this. Teddy Rose? Terry. Teddy Rose. Teddy Rose. Yes. I somehow just, I couldn't resist him. Teddy, beautiful Teddy. Rose, Teddy Rose. If you don't mind, could I go now? I'm kind of on a date. Of course, just a few more questions. How'd Bedelia become a client of Dr. Leibowitz? I'm not sure, can't remember. According to the doctor, she was ref a referral of yours. That may be true. Fine. Nancy Wilson puts her notes away. Claire O'Donnell begins to stand. Then if you referred her to Leibowitz, his office can't be how you met. Can it, Miss O'Donnell? I suppose that we must have met at the club. Have a good night. Nancy Wilson stands and puts her notes away. Here's my card, in case you misremembered anything. Claire O'Donnell hesitates and takes the card. Goodbye. I hear visibility is low tonight. You might want to stay off the river. Clara O'Donnell begins to say something, then walks away. Casino speakeasy night. Clarence and Minos are led through the casino as the golden elevator opens, releasing raucous partygoers who remove their blindfolds and rush onto the casino main floor. Two large men stand behind the mayor at a roulette table. Sophia Rheingold kisses Herbert Jefferson by the slot machines. Interior, casino, secret den, night. Patrizio waits in an overstuffed chair he stands as Minos and Clarence enter the inner sanctum. A door closes behind them. Mike. What is with this blindfold shit? It's yeah, ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Give Do me my nothing. damn phone back. Patricio pours drinks from the carafe on a table in one corner. Thank you for taking the time to meet with us. We only need a moment. You made an offer on my club, according to Mr. Rockham, so... Why do you want it? Enough of these games. Are you interested in real estate or in taking over our clientele of rave cultural distribution? 
Patricio Conwood carries two drinks across the den, offering them to Clarence and Minos. Minos refuses. No. Clarence accepts Patricio and Clarence clink glasses. Magnus Reinhold, may he rest in peace, was not merely an economic visionary. He became an icon to a new era. Oppenheimer's Lounge, night. Nancy Wilson on her phone. Mick, it's Nancy. Yeah. Can you meet me at the crime scene? Okay, thanks. Nancy hangs up and sends a text. Two-story home at the yard, night. Mick's car pulls up and double parks. Mick gets out of the car. Interior, living room of Klaus Jenkins, night. Nancy speaks quietly to Mick. The worried mother embraces a few children while an eager young officer takes their statement. That's good. Thank you, ma'am. Where did he go? I'm hungry. Officer, will you find Papa? If you don't mind, these two detectives want to ask you a few questions. Nancy approaches. Mick follows. Hi. Uh, we're, we're homin. We're detectives. Klaus has been missing since yesterday. Is that correct? He drove off while I was upstairs putting the kids to bed. And these are all your children? Yes. No, these are our foster children. We've taken in many little angels over the years. Has anything like this ever happened before? We've had a few runaways, but it's to be expected. Troubled children, orphans, sometimes they run off. I see. Did Klaus say where he was going? He said he was, uh, no, I don't, I don't know. Mrs. Jenkins, thank you for your... Did your husband owe anybody money? Was he gambling? Did he seem upset recently? No, nothing like that. Lord, this is so, so awful, horrible. When's the last time one of the kids ran off? Word mother falls silent. Eager young officer whispers to Nancy. An abandoned SUV was found a few miles up the road. What was the make and model of your husband's car? Sando shop, back office, flashback, married man Vince Rockham sits in his tiny office surrounded by Leibowitz, two large men, one who frowns and one who smiles, and Teddy Rose. Teddy is agitated. What do you mean they're going to cut us out? Next shipment's already on its way. Einstein isn't going to be happy. Leo, give me the dick. At the current, uh, current arrangement has been generating an unhealthy quantity of scrutiny. Our client is requesting discretion. Restraint. Large frowning man cost. <laughs> Restraint. No more oxys. I don't need for anyone to go digging into my prescription records or the patient histories. Fuck this. I just bought a yacht. The mayor. Doesn't want any kind of concern that some wild-eyed cunt. Hey, fucko, watch yourself. Sit down. Teddy Rose sits down. That reckless whore could stumble around and run her mouth at the wrong time. To the wrong guy. At which point we may have to hurt somebody. Our client does not. Nobody wants that. He's a nice guy. I'm going to have to talk with the lion. Leo can eat a dick. Walk-in freezer, flashback. Leo the lion picks out a few cuts of beef while he talks on the phone. 
On the floor in one corner, we see a corpse leaning against the wall, wrapped in a sheet. Oh, I don't like that. Uh, tell me something I want to hear. Who's responsible? I want to know who will make me whole. Who's going to pay? Minotaur Club, night. Abe drinks at the bar, surrounded by younger, sweatier people. His phone rings, and he picks it up. Hello, honey? What? Huh? Baby, I'm working. Working! Abe orders another double. Old Industrial Road night. Mick and Nancy stand by a burnout SUV crowded with forensic technicians. And a CEO. Huh. They really are going all the way with this one. Nightcap. I have to check on someone. Uh, something. I'll call you. Mick walks to his car and drives away. Daisy's diner, night. Kind Eye Daisy holding a busing tray argues with a married man. Please, just leave me alone. If I had known you were... Don't you think you still owe me something? I have a little kid. Come here, little sweet thing. Married man moves towards Kind Eye Daisy. Kind Eye Daisy lifts a knife from the busing tray and drops the tray, holding the knife out shakily. We hear the diner's door open and the sound of a gun cocking. Ding, ling, ling. It'd be a real shame if you had to disappear. Matter of fact, I'll give you a head start. Why don't you go in? Why don't you go and get some practice in? Married man slowly moves toward the door. See you, Daisy. Or um, you have the right to remain silent. Anything you say. Married man, Vince Rockham, exits Daisy's diner. Thank hey. you, guys. Hey. Hey. And we got it all in that one Zoom, which is, which is great. Uh, so I should probably make another one and play some music in the interim and try to get some girls. Um, is Rachel home yes. yet? No. No. Well, um, let me, I'm going to put up some music. Through the thick and thin. He waits on finished reading Warhol's The End of His Script Minotaur. I'm going to try to get some women involved here because Dottie and Bree's two main characters are women, so I need some of those. We'll be right back here on MutinyRadio.fm. Fate up against your will Through the thick and thin He will wait on Give yourself to
in the Zoom room here. I cannot open the shit. All right. Opening the Dottie and Bree one PDF, 40 pages. This is a story I originally wrote in January of 2007 before I came to San Francisco. I actually wrote it in San Diego. So it is an old story. But I, um, I've been going back to my old stories that nothing ever happened with and realized that's because I wasn't a very good fiction writer. So I, I stopped being so precious with my that's words. That's a good reason. And I, I, cut, I cut it up, and, and I feel like it makes a good teleplay. So, um, it's, I'm in it. Cool. So let's I'm, have um, – I'm, I'm still lost. You think you can send the script again real quick, Pam? Yeah, sure. Sure, sure, sure. Let's see. Uh, let me put music up again, and then we'll – January January uh I was no I don't even think I was doing I was really doing it then oh okay you're brand new yeah I'm brand new all right so we've got um I will you guys can be Dottie and Bree choose which one you want to be they're both blondes Dottie's a little bit more childlike and and I don't want to use the word dumb because neither of them are dumb but um She's more childlike, and um, Brie is more like worldly and shit. She's not dumb, okay? She's not she's dumb. Childlike. <laughs> All right. Uh, fade in, exterior, Vegas street, night. Brie drives you south through Vegas. Do you have it? Does everyone have it? Got yeah. it. Who do you want to be, though? Am I supposed to play a particular role? Yeah, or? someone's Brie and someone's Dottie, and uh, okay. you could choose. I'll be Dottie. Okay. So she's like... She's like, oh, she's a little girly. Uh, interior, Bree's car, night. Blood slowly trickles from Bree's gashed head and beaten nose. She gets a jar and collects Jesus her tears. Christ, to mix with acid later, she's driving like the devil. Interior, multiple psychics, flashback. Bree getting the devil tarot card three times from three different psychics. She sees the devil plaguing her closely. Interior, Bree's car, night. Bree recoils as she senses the devil's hot breath and bifurcated tail wrapping around her in the car. He whispers, darting impishly from one ear to the other, slipping his tongue deep into her brain. This wasn't real. Exterior, exterior Vegas streets, night. Bree drives faster. Interior breeze car night. Mexico's freedom beckons and she tries to focus on the road ahead rather than the passed out body of Dottie. The window blows her blonde hair into unmanageable tangles. White crust cakes Dottie's tiny nose. Her last Coke binge left her exhausted and spent. Exterior alley night flashback. Bree dragging Dottie's lifeless body through the garbage-laden alleyway behind Circus Circus. Bree finds an unlocked, nondescript white car with keys in the ignition. She tosses Dottie's legs into the wheel well and lifts her shoulders 
into the seat, gently laying her swaying head on the rest. It falls forward limply as she tries to belt her into the seat. Bree isn't moving fast enough. They are coming. Bree presses roughly on the gas with a sequined stiletto heel and speeds from the alley. She looks at the gas, enough to get them as far as Barstow, where they could buy secondhand clothes at a thrift stop and dip ditch their pleather skirts. Interior, Bree's car night. Bree skids around a corner onto the strip and hears drastic thumping, thud in the trunk, something large and heavy and thumping in the trunk. Bree turns up the music and drives faster toward Mexico. The rearview mirror shows nothing but the deserted roads, faint yellow lines illuminated by moonlight. They fly by lonely cactus and hungry coyote and flattened decaying jackrabbit. Dottie starts to stir within the window's wind. She mumbles incoherently. Squirrels eat babies, Wisconsin cheese will save the vegans in Imperial China. <laughs> the thumping from the trunk comes in regular interviews now, intervals now, and Bree assumes it is alive. She looks around the car for a weapon and takes off her sharp stiletto heels. Exterior, road out of town, night. Gas station lights glow brightly in the distance. Interior, Bree's car, night. They needed to stop and refuel both the stolen car and themselves, but I've limited cash. We see Bree counting $16, including change. Dottie stirs again, lifts her broken head, and flutters open her eyes. A small smile curls on her still soft lips. Always a pragmatist, she reaches in her pocket for a thin tube of cherry balm and an orange bumper filled with white powder. She applies one to her nose and the other to her lips and is immediately awake. Are we in Mexico? Billy, this is you. Bree. Oh, I'm Bree. Yeah, you're Bree. We have some work. We have some work to do at the gas station. Interior last stop, gas and sip night. Jimbo, now you guys get to be uh, Jimbo and Rusty there. Jimbo. Jimbo comes out of the bathroom with a credit card and aggressively cracks his thick neck. Oh, that's it, man. That line in there, that's the last of it. I'll fight you for it. Fuck that. Forks, man. Get the forks. They nod in unison, and Rusty runs over to the hot dog station. Interior last stop, gas and sip, daytime montage. Rusty works behind the last stop, gas and sip, somewhere after Barstow. Customers are rare. We see they carry milk and eggs and various red mesh trucker hats with slogans like Galt Racing Pigs and I'm with Stupid. Jimbo comes over most evenings for late-night speed binges and early 80s porn marathons. Competitive beasts, we see them deciding disputes with jack-off contests to feather-haired poor man Lockleers. We see Jimbo throwing forks at the ceiling. They each get three tries to embed their plastic tines in the corrugated ceiling tiles above. Jimbo envisions himself as a circus performer throwing forks at trained poodles dressed in little clown hats with painted dew claws. That last line would be his. Interior, last stop, gas and sip, night day it's actually night i that's scripted mistake the oncoming car's headlight illuminate the wall of refrigeration and highlight ice cream sandwiches and silver sparks six packs and snapple peach tea jimbo and rusty are throwing forks at the ceiling exterior last stop gas and sip night car skids to a stop with spitting spitting rocks two badly beaten girls emerge from the white vehicle the long-haired blonde hops sideways as she attempts to strap on a plastic shoe and reaches for balance on the outstretched arm of the driver who has crusted blood matted in her short bobbed locks neither has a purse interior last stop gas and sip night 
Dottie and Bree open the doors in slow motion with hair blowing. They look dangerous and sexy. Dottie leans over the counter, allowing her thin blouse to gape open, exposing a nipple. She grabs a Cheeto from the open bag and delicately licks the orange cheese powder from the crinkled stick, lolling her head to the left with partially closed eyes. Can I take this bag? I love Cheetos. Bree stands back, hands on hips, admiring Dottie's work. She has to pee, and Dottie seems to have this situation well under control, so she slithers off to the bathroom to wash the blood from her forehead. Interior gas stop, sa- gas and sit bathroom. Flipping the light scatters an entomologist's dream world across the molded tiles. Bree holds back the rising vomit, lifts her skirt, and hovers over the toilet. Tilting her head back rapturously, she empties herself and breathes relief. She sees a yellowish line on the counter. Thank you, universe. Bree removes a short blue straw from her bra. She inhales the line steadily before attempting to wash the gore and stares at a reflection in the scratched and fogged glass. We're gonna make it after all. Interior last stop gas and sip. Bree emerges ecstatically from the bathroom and starts to bounce and spin to let's get physical as it crackles from the porn in the corner. Dottie has acquired the sundries and is working her shoeless foot up Rusty's leg for the gas. I love it when a good plan comes together. A green beer bottle crashes directly in front of Bree. She fucking ate our Man. Jimbo shakes his hands menacingly, dropping six forks close to Dottie. She springs into action. Grabbing her plastic stiletto from the ground, Dottie spikes Jimbo in the neck. The shoe sticks crookedly for a moment until she yanks it away, letting loose a spurting fountain of blood. She kicks him in the stomach with her naked foot so his last sight can be her perfectly manicured anal darkness as she stands triumphantly above his seizuring body. She spits in his face and turns to Rusty. Please, please, take what you want. Take the money. Take the gas. Go, just get out. Rusty's pleading is cut off by Dottie's favorite ninja star wedged squarely in his open mouth. He crumples to the ground atop plastic forks as she dislodges it as quickly as Bree removes the money from the cash register. Dottie grabs two red mesh trucker caps, a pair of aviator glasses, and a pack of big red gum. Exterior last stop gas and sipped on. Olivia Newton sings as the white car speeds away from the deserted gas station into the gray morning light. Interior breeze car dawn. The thumping in the trunk grows steadily more consistent. Bree is shaking her head, shuddering every few seconds. Dottie is getting visibly nervous. Darling, do you need me to drive? That speed was dirty. Bree scrunches her forehead rhythmically with the trunk thumping. Don't you hear that? Can't you feel that? Bree grips the wheel, chewing her tongue with grinding jaws. She lowers the window and spits a mouthful of blood onto the side of the car. The wind spreads <gasps> fingers of crimson along the white door. Christ, a hell of a drug. How much did you take? It doesn't matter now. None of it matters now. What? Bree twists her entire body toward the back seat, dangerously yanking the wheel, forcing squealing tires and burning rubber on the deserted desert highway. They are surrounded by sagebrush and tumbleweeds. Bree slams on the brake, and the car skids to a stop in the middle of the roadway. What is in the fucking trunk? Dottie slowly reaches over and holds Bree's face gently in her hands, strokes her cheeks, and looks into her eyes, then slaps her hard. Fucking snap out of me, kid! You gotta pull your ass together. We don't have time for this shit. Bree starts to cry softly. She is still pretty despite the breakdown and her missing tooth. It's time to go. We're gonna make it to Mexico by sunset. 
We're going to walk into the desert together, and everything is going to be okay. We're going live for the first time. We're really going to live. Dottie puts her face close to Bree's and nods. She mirrors, nodding silently, breathing hard gulps of calm air, allowing her tears to spill on Dottie's, Dottie's outstretched tongue. Let's get the fuck out of here. Bree tries to start the car. It makes an electric buzzing sound, sputters and clicks. Both Dottie and Bree begin to scream and punch the wheel and the seats in the dash. Dottie kicks her foot violently into the windshield, lodging her stiletto heel into the spidering glass. Bree leaps from the car, flailing and spinning her body in the roadway, shaking her fist to the sky. Fuck you, universe. Fuck you. Bree collapses in the roadway, letting the desert sun beat on her exposed skin. She slowly peels herself off the ground and gets back into the car. You've got $166, a gram and a half of cocaine, a two liter of Diet Coke, a bag of Cheetos. And the devil viciously banging in the trunk. I don't believe in the devil. You will soon. Bree peers out the broken windshield into the desert. Exterior desert landscape. What looks like an enormous bull in the distance written by a red figure. Two tails entwine as it struggles one-handed atop the beast, creating puffs of hot dust swirling. His pitchfork flies into the ground, skewering two small rabbits. Interior Bree's car morning. We're going to die, Dottie. Fuck you, we're making it to Mexico. Exterior desert landscape day. Dottie and Bree's naked legs with pink and orange toenail polish poke from beneath the nondescript white vehicle. Empty Diet Coke. Bree smacks and licks her lips for moisture. Ants bite. The thumping in the trunk has slowed now to inconsistent taps. Exterior under the car day. Are you asleep? I'm resting my eyes. Fucking universe. Dottie swipes some ants away from her twat. When we get to the when we get to Mexico, we'll open a bar. We'll have karaoke on Tuesday, backed by a real band, and we'll have Sunday bathrobe drinking specials. Do Mexicans wear bathrobes? Breeze stretched and cracked her jaw, yawning. <sighs> we'll get the little brown beach boys to dive for scallops and spear lobsters and make tortillas and nacho cheese, and we'll pick delicious pills off the always blooming quaalude tree Bree stretches her arms out scraping them on the roadway and rolls her head to the side to the already sleeping dotty dream happy dreams filled with fluffy kittens and unicorns and lazy afternoons by milkshake lake i love you Bree closes her eyes exterior desert dreamscape smoke and flames explode thickly from his moist nostrils and burn the air Bree chokes and sputters cowering naked the bull blows orange fire searing and blistering her skin, puffing her toes to popcorn. Bree lifts her chin, grits her teeth to the sulfurous beast, and snarls directly into his fiery black eyes. Bree stands unafraid to face the demon. Bright mewing and chittering sounds in the distance, Bree refuses to remove her eyes from the angry beast. Fuchsia butterflies flutter delicately above her head, swirling and quelling the heat as an army of fluffy kittens run, uh, runs to her rescue, led by Dottie in a flowing diaphanous scarf, scarves atop a blindingly white unicorn. Iridescent rainbow glitter flies from their open kitten mouths between their tiny sharp fangs, embedding into the beast's eyes and skin and fur. He collapses as the unicorn shoves her spiked horn assward repeatedly. Dottie and her army of glitter kittens nuzzle and rub softly against Bree's body and carry her to the delightfully shivering milkshake lake with multiple flavors bubbling between her toes. Exterior desert landscape day, 
Marge's kind face, missing teeth, poking under the car. I'll be Marge. Gals all right? Marge generously applies cold, wet towels to their legs. You kids a little crispy. How long you been sleeping here? Brie wiggles out from the car. Her skirt rides up to her waist and flashes her thin aqua thong. Our car spun out early this morning. It won't start. We have $160. Can you help us? Marge's eyes lock on Bree's inner thighs. Marge's short, cropped black mullet speak of white trash mechanics or lesbianism. Hopefully both. Bree's eyes adjust to the light. She sees Marge's pink tow truck complete with upside-down triangle rainbow flag in the breezeless afternoon. A hand-painted mural of kittens shooting glitter out of their mouths with a unicorn frolicking in a flowered field are on the side of the tow truck. Marge sips on a large styrofoam container with a red straw and offers it to Bree with one thick callous hand. Milkshake? Thank you, Universe. Not Universe Marge. My name's Marge, Margaret. Are you listening, God? It's me, Margaret. Well, I think you are God. Are you going to help us or what, God? Dottie slides out of the car, exposing herself purposely to Marge. Yes, ma'am, I certainly am. Exterior winding dirt road sunset. We see tow truck making dust on back roads. Interior Marge's tow truck sunset. Bree is looking nervously back at the white car being towed. It's okay, kid. I ain't going to bite. You ain't my type. We most there. Not that. Anyone's my type. Is anyone following us? Don't worry, sugar. I'm taking you to someplace safe. Ain't nobody found this place without knowing where to be looking for it. Exterior winding dirt road sunset day. The dust cloud obscures the road behind, making their path visible for miles. Interior Marge's tow truck sunset. Bree whispers to Dottie. Devil men will find us eventually. They aren't going to give up on the whores that stole their drugs. And the speedy boys at the gas and sip? They'll piece together the ninja stars and plastic heels. The cops didn't find them first. Dottie smiles fearlessly and she bops to Cindy Lauper crackling on the radio. She removes her favorite stars from her secret bodily hiding place and wipes and shines them to their original silver. They had become tarnished with blood and dust. What kind of trouble you gals in? Cops? Ninja stars? Where'd you get those? Do you really know how to use them? Dottie smirks and raises an eyebrow. I killed a ninja. She holds up a star to the light and smiles. Don't ask stupid questions. Exterior awesome commune compound night. Marge backs the tow truck into a barn. The headlights illuminate bare-breasted women in flowing skirts with baskets of fruit and mason jars of water. Buffalo gals, won't you come out tonight? Be nice to these new girls, will you? The ladies surround Dottie and Bree, barraging them with granola snacks and questions. I can tell you, but I have to you. They both laugh. Let's eat raspberries in the hot springs. I'll grab the dandelion wine. Exterior hot springs night, women in the spring. Granola girl one. So Marge makes repairs and sells cars on eBay. And our organic farm is totally self-sufficient. We sell hand-picked berries to all the Vegas restaurants. And then there's the campgrounds. We rent the grounds around the springs. And we run full moon drum circles. And someone's dancing naked like nightly. That's a thing around here. You two should stay. This place is perfect for you. We're not lesbians. We're whores. We have sex with people for money. Bree exit the, exits the pool to check on the progress of the car. Exterior awesome comment 
awesome commune compound continuous. She walks unabashedly naked through the throngs of adoring women. Marge is frowning over the white vehicle. Can't be fixed. You gals given any thought about staying? This place is comfortable. But I like a little... I like dick a little too much to settle for a dildo and an experienced lesbian tongue. If I wanted that, geez, Dottie and I would have years ago. I like you girls. You're trouble. But I feel like I want to help you out. I'm just finished fixing up this here Mustang. It's fast. I'll put all your stuff from this white car into the trunk of this one. The trunk? You were in the trunk? Bree starts breathing fast. Spots sparkle in her vision and her knees weaken. Marge holds on to her bare waist with callous, dirty hands. Little help here. Marge yells and scoops Bree into her arms, carrying her to the pools with Dottie and the granola girls. How much to make out with you? 20 bucks ought to do it. Marge sees the transaction and subsequent kissing, drops Bree and stomps to the spring, lifting Dottie by her wet blonde hair. That's my fucking girlfriend, you whore! Marge punches Dottie. You best stop now, I warned you. Marge continues punching. I stand warned! A ninja star swipes across Marge's middle and wedges in her gullet. She rides on the ground as Dottie and Bree gather their belongings and race toward their new vehicle. Granola girls wail and scream and gather around Marge, trying to stop the blood, and Dottie and Bree speed off the compound. Interior, Bree's new car. I need a fucking drink immediately. I've been sober for far too long. Are we out of Coke? Are we out of Coke? Dottie fumbles around in her pockets. Oh, fuck, we're out of Coke. <laughs> you can lick the bumper. Oh, man. I'm really sorry. It was the only way I could deal with that freaky dyke and her fuzzy seats, and that place was weird, yeah. It's fine. I don't need that shit in my system anyway, man. <clears throat> what I do need is whiskey or insane amounts of anything brown poured over ice. Need to forget. The trunk starts to thump viciously. I hear it this time, Bree. I can hear it. What is that? You can hear it? Oh, God, it is real. Dottie reaches out her hand reassuringly. Whiskey is on the way, dearest. Everything is going to be okay. We'll make it to Mexico. Exterior, the Devil's Hole bar night. A neon sign blinks the Devil's Hole, then stays on the Devil as Hole blacks out. They park the car in a gravel lot with beat-up Fords and Chevy trucks and cargo-less semi with a bullhorns attached to the ominous chrome grill. Interior, the Devil's <laughs> Interior, Devil's Hole bar night. Dottie and Bree fling open the barely attached screen door and are greeted by a raised wooden stage and a rusty metal pole. Led Zeppelin screams from the dusty jukebox in the corner. Heads turn and mouths gape. They would not be paying for drinks. Hips swaying seductively, Dottie scratches her stomach nonchalantly, raising her shirt to expose under boob. Bree tilts her head back, mouth open, and runs her fingers roughly down her neck across her hard waist, finally resting and grabbing her outer thighs. She licks her lips, biting one bottom one with a smirk. Do you have a whole lot of love on that box? Dottie positions herself next to the best-looking man in the bar at a table in front, legs spread, leaning back on her chair. She breathily propositions. I see you have whiskey. You'll be getting one for me and my girl, yes? Yeah, sure. Anything. I will. He gets many shots. 
fucking awesome universe. She takes a shot from the stage and then another, kicks her leg above her head and does an awesome trick on the pole. She crawls toward the dumb man, takes another shot and kisses Dottie on the mouth. Dumb men begin to holler and throw money at the stage. <laughs> Bree sees an old man in red sipping iced something in the corner. His face is obscured by cigar smoke, but it looks like he has a tail swishing beneath the table. Bree continues to dance and drink as Dottie is seduced by her new companion. Dottie toddles over to Bree on stage. Can we bring him with us? Don't ask dumb questions. Have I ever asked before? Dottie walks dejectedly back to the table. The song ends and Bree drunkenly scoops money off the stage. Dottie screams. Bree spins around to catch the dumb man yanking her off the chair by her hair. She gets yanked around a lot by her hair. She drew, She leaps from the stage, but is, he is no longer a dumb man. He is the bull from her dream, breathing sulfur and fire. She grabs it by the hoof and begins to wrestle, kicking and biting. The bull bucks her naked breasts, leaving dark red bruises and cuts that Bree can't feel. She grabs it by the horn and drives her dull fingers into its eyes, hearing it wail before collapsing to the floor. Bree continues stomping on the bull until it changes back into the dumb man. Bree looks to the smoky red figure in the corner who is clapping and nodding slowly. Bree collects the rest of her cash and clothing. Dottie spits on the brutally beaten man before digging her plastic spiked heel into his nutsack upon exiting. Interior, Bree's new car at night. Bree looks into the night sky to try to figure out where South is. I'm pretty wasted, but South is that way. I used to watch the stars with stepdad Bill. The one who stuck his hand down your underoos? The same. He'd do it when we saw a shooting star. When you see a shooting star, you're gonna make a wish, Bree. And I just wish he'd take his hand out of my panties. I always love that word. Panties. They giggle. Panties. <laughs> Why? Why did he do that? It came out of nowhere. We were having fun. You were making money, and he was being so sweet. Kept saying words, and we were drinking and drinking, and the music was playing, and the dancing was great. By the way, really some of your best work, magical even, and I wanted him to come with us to Mexico. Dottie reaches into her bag and emerges with a styrofoam container of nacho cheese and chips. She tries not to let her tears fall into the crunchy snack. <laughs> we don't need a man when we have nacho cheese, Dottie. Men are nothing but unpredictable and trouble. They never do what you want. They always want to fight. Just take their money and sell them what they need. Could you feed me while I drive? I like to. She feeds chips to Bree. He's the first man in six years I didn't want to kill. I would have fucked him for free. You knew him five minutes, for God's sake. And then he assaulted the fuck out of you. The heart was what it was, Bree. <laughs> Dottie, we're whores. We have sex with people for money. The only person I love is you. If only it had a kind word from a father figure. They both <laughs> laugh. The trunk starts to rattle and groan. Oh, I spelled groan wrong. That's funny. <laughs> Bree looks at the side mirror and sees flying red objects closer than they appeared, flapping bat-like wings with dragon tails and slanted pointed eyes and ears. They were after her. They were following the car. Dottie calmly eats nacho cheese in the passenger seat. Bree looks back to the mirrors and sees soaring red beasts. They chitter and scream like bats, and they swoop and dive on the car. Dottie is unaware of danger, engrossed in her nacho cheese. That might have been the best batch ever. I could bathe in nacho cheese. You did that once for money. 
But you weren't bathing. You were wrestling with a midget. Little person breathing? Like to be called little people, you bigot whore. And I do it again for free. Dottie drunkenly laughs. She does not see the dragon-like <laughs> things behind them. Bree does not. Bree does and becomes increasingly freaked out. What's the first thing you're going to do in Mexico? Bree closes the convertible's top, trying to be nonchalant. Dottie doesn't notice and chatters away above the growing bat sounds. Churros! I want crispy, sweet, fresh churros. 33 of them. I'm going to scold my mouth when they come out of the vat of oil on the street and remove my shoes. Stand in the dust in the middle of the town and kick my feet and dance. I'm doing the churro dance. I love it when you're hungry. Hey, sweets, when we're out of Coke, do what the Romans do. I don't think that's how that goes. Dottie flails her arms out the window. <sighs> Let's not act too animated, huh? We don't want to attract attention. Attention from who? There is nothing out here. Bree sees the dragon things closer now, and we see bull-like horns growing out of the top of her head. Dottie does not notice the transformation. Bree slams on the brakes now with a now hoof, fumbles out of the car, and stamps the ground facing the dragon things. The swarm increases to 27 plus, swirling above the mass of crimson, too many to count. Montage, and this is a voiceover of Bree. Here's a list of what I should and shouldn't have done. I should have called the police from the hotel room in Vegas. I shouldn't have stolen from the briefcase. Should I shouldn't have stolen that briefcase and coke. I should have flossed every morning. I shouldn't have beaten my stepfather to death with a golf club. I should be strong enough to save Dottie from the demon circling overhead. Exterior outside the car, desert night. Snarling, Bree as a bull charges recklessly into the swarm of dragon things, <laughs> attempting to skewer as many as possible with her sharpened horns. Three ripped and bleeding wings hang from her head. There are too many to fight. They claw at her hide, tearing gashes in her back. She feels nothing and gallops back into the tornado of evil, kicking and flailing. Three more fall. She smashes their heads with heavy hooves as they wriggle and thrash, refusing to die. There are too many. Interior Bree's new car, night. Dottie is worried. Bree is wailing on the darkened highway with a seizure of some kind. She is fighting multiple invisible somethings. She is spitting and frothing and running on all fours. She is ripping at her clothes and slashes appear on her body, clean and claw-like rips that don't seem self-inflicted. Dottie shakes from her drunken stupor and collects Bree from the highway. Shit. Fuck. You're heavy. Dottie sees two dots of light in the future and knows a car is speeding toward her. She is dragging Bree to the car. Dottie, get in the fucking car. I won't let them get you. I'm going to save you. Dottie scoops Bree up and gets her in the car. Dottie, we have to open the trunk. That's the only thing that can save us. Open the trunk. Bree is passing out. I'm going to... I'm going to... Dottie gets I'm behind the save. wheel. No, Bree. I'll save you. I can finally save you. The trunk rattles aggressively. Dottie looks in the rearview mirror and thinks she sees bat-like dragons. She shakes her head and they disappear in the distance. Interior Breeze car continuous. Dottie isn't well-versed in driving a stick shift. She's trying her best. He, oh, she talks to the passed out bleeding Bree in the passenger seat. My version of hell a minivan with 13 kids and I'm forced to parallel park for eternity in a fucking stick shift! 
And the devil's fucking me with a sharpened dildo. And the kids are screaming about my car. Dottie grinds the gears and tries to stay on her side of the road. I hate being sober alone. It makes me think. I'm not a thinker. Dottie returns on the radio. Thriller is playing. Flashback interior orange room. An 11-year-old Dottie is duct taped to a chair. Interior breeze new car night. Dottie uses her bruised knees to guide the steering wheel as she ties her hair into ponytails, making her look more look look more childlike. Her brown roots are visible. The car is bouncing on the braille bumps on the wrong side of the road. Dottie overcorrects and almost spins out. I'm doing an excellent job. I'm going to dye my hair in Mexico. What color do you think? Something fun. Maybe I'll shave off my eyebrows and paint them on with this sharpie like a peacock. She veers back onto the right side of the road. Flashback front yard of Dottie's childhood trailer. Young Dottie is playing in the front yard doing a dance to Thriller. A windowless white van a windowless white van pulls up, slides open a noisy door, and pulls her by the hair to the gray metal shell. She loses a nail when they slam the door on her big toe and cover her ah! mouth with a wet, smelly T-shirt. She tries to scream. So this... Um, this one's going to end like in a second. I just admitted Tracy and we totally need her because she's a girl. So, um, hi, Tracy. We're on page 23. and um, But we're going to have to stop this Zoom and start up another one because it's just about to die. So, stay tuned. Do you, do you have... Let me go off and I'll see you in the next one, right? Yeah, awesome. Do you, do you have the script? Do you have the script? Yeah. I can find it. Okay, cool. It's... Yeah, it's Dottie and Brie one PDF. It's in all of the um, it's in all the things, and we're okay, on the bottom of page twenty three. Okay, so right, I'm gonna I'll end this out. one, and then we're gonna make another one.
All right, looks like we're back. Um. Oh, two people have entered the rating room. Everybody, come in. How do I do it? Admit. All right. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why. It, like that step isn't necessary, but I don't know how to take it away. That's all good. All right. So now we've got we've got another girl, which is super exciting. New girl. New girl. Um. Oh well, th this is good. So we'll keep Dottie and Bree who they are, just for continuity. Um. Welcome and back and to hey, our welcome Tracy. And we've got kidnapper ki kidnapper one and two. So you can be kidnapper. Three. You can three, be three. Got it. Be kidnapper two when we start here. Okay, I'll be kidnapper two. And then we'll add more things to you as we go along. Um, but just for continuity, yeah. Warhol's been Dottie and and Billy's been Warhol's Bree. Dottie? Warhol, yeah, oh, yeah just because we're start. already on, we're already halfway through, and you know continuity. Yeah, but what do you guys think so far? Board. Are you interested in the story? Yeah, it's we're good. Like good horse. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's really disturbing. It's just, it's disturbing. Okay. Um, so where we I were? Know, I know those who are like this kind of. We're we're at the flashback where we find oh, out yeah. that that Dottie was. Dottie was kidnapped. That's where we are. Okay. So, um, interior scary orange room. Oh, so she's just been kidnapped. Interior scary orange, orange room moments later. Dottie wakes up in a dirty orange room with a brown striped couch on a thick blue shag carpet with a swollen, th throbbing, nailless toe. It smells like dog poop and popcorn. Greatest American hero plays soundlessly on the rabbit eared television in the corner. Blonde hair and tight boots. She's really cute. Isn't she cute? Kidnapper 2 has eyebrows painted on with a pen. You look like an angry clown, lady. Look at that fucking peanut butter asshole. He needs to eat something with those pills. Little Dottie glimpses metal wind chimes made of discarded forks out the front door that sparkle and tinkle. The sky is still blue as the door slams shut. Where are we? Why did you take me? The browless kidnapper two turns off the TV and lights and turns up the stereo blasting thriller. She encroaches menacingly and melts the evil Vincent Price monologue getting closer and closer to Dottie's face. Kidnapper two is tiptoeing with strange and disjointed dance like steps, then grips Dottie's throat in her sharp claws and whispers. Darkness falls across the land. The midnight hour is close at hand. Creatures crawl in search of blood to terrorize y'all's neighborhood. And whoever so shall be found without the soul for getting down must stand and face the hounds of hell and rot inside a corpse shell. The foulest stench is in the air, the funk of 40,000 years. And grisly ghouls from every tomb are closing in to seal your doom. And though you fight to stay alive, your body starts to shiver. For no mere mortal can resist the evil of the thriller. The kidnapper <laughs>, laughs and laughs until Dottie passes out from fear. Interior breeze, new car night. Dottie is driving excellently. I'm getting you to Mexico. Mm, don't worry, baby, we're going to make it after all. Anything too easy is never worth it. There's always a price. What, baby? Rest. We're still in the desert, but I think we're making great time. 
The Koreans. Why did I mess with the Koreans? Interior Vegas Casino Hotel. Flashback with Brie voiceover. The brothers sung on the brothers sung owned a fleet of girls, but they weren't pimps. They were the drug lords of Vegas and owned the whole strip. If you needed coke, you were dealing with them. Bachelor parties and slot machine junkies were their rice and kimchi. They owned dual legitimate fronts, a Korean limousine service and a Korean karaoke house. <laughs> the kind where you get to bring your own alcohol and get to smoke inside the room with your friends. You need to get you when you needed a fix to push through John to afternoon gambling, one of the seven brothers sung would send an Asian to your room with what was required. There was ru Their runners were girls, small, pretty, wifey Asian girls with delicate smiles and facial features. The police think they, would merely, they were merely ladies of the night or private dancers. Jin Ho's front was sublime. The oldest brother, Sung, came up with the idea in 2002 after a night of double-teaming two spectacular blonde whores. I wonder who that could be. Exterior <laughs> Vegas Street moments later, Jin Ho pulls out his thin brown cigarette and picks up two, or puts out his thin brown cigarette and picks up two stripper cards from the Vegas Street. One says Dottie, the other says Bree, actual entertainer. We see other text, only $48, direct to your room within 15 minutes. All fantasies welcome. Ask for the whole enchilada. Uh, this is Jin, who wants to be Jin Ho? Tracy, you want to be Jin Ho? Yeah. I've always dreamed of enchiladas. We see Jin Ho count out $1,000 bills, he calls. I would like a whole enchilada, please. <laughs> Interior Vegas hotel room door. Dottie and Bree are at his door when he opens it. He offers them expensive scotch and thin brown cigarettes. The ladies look surprised. You wanted the whole enchilada? Yes, enchilada. Get business out of, out of the way first, shall we? Dottie spreads her legs. Jin's eyes widen as he puts out his thin brown cigarette as she pulls out a whitish Jack Cheesy enchilada-sized condom filled with little baggies oh. of white Coke, yellow speed, pills with dolphins stamped on the front, pink oblong pills of white round ones, tiny blue ones, and spills them onto the hotel's coverlet. Bree happily takes Jin's thousand, gives him a very small bag of Coke, and does a fat line off Dottie's tits, then starts dancing atop the furniture. Jin Ho living his every fantasy in a speedy comical montage. <laughs> you can imagine what that is. Go, director. Interior Vegas montage of Sung Brothers. Jin Ho steals Dottie and Bree's internal pharmacy idea, makes millions of dollars, and brings his six brothers over to America. We see the Sung's girls pack grams of the cleanest cocaine in their tiny tight twats. One girl appears at a hotel room door, knocks softly seven times, goes into the bathroom to pull condoms stuffed with itty-bitty plastic zippies filled with fluffy white snow out of her pussy and takes money before disappearing into the night. She stays long enough to look like a legitimate hooker. Jin Ho Sung laying on a plush bed holding Bree's stripper card, the one that says actual entertainer. Oh, my phone just ran out of batteries. Oh, well. Well, we tried. Well, I was excited about finishing reading that, but I can't because my device is dead. So there's that. But I know that we're on page 28, so that's great and cool.
used to be comedy when comedy existed. Comedy no longer exists, but tonight it will. Uh, one of our neighbors asked, hey, when are you going to have comedy back? And I said, never, because COVID and distancing. And he said, well, why don't you just project it onto the street? So we're going to play some music for an hour and then up at 7 o'clock. Hopefully we're going to have these comedians <laughs> roll through and do some hilarious comedy for our buddies in the windows. They can hang out the windows. There's neighbors all over the corner of 21st in Florida. Do not gather. Do not leave your homes, but definitely open your windows and listen to some really funny comedy. It's going to be Rachel Pinson, Warhol Kaufman, Pam Benjamin, and then we'll see. Pancake's here. Sam Carroll's supposed to show up, but we don't know. We don't know who's coming and who's not. We think Nathan's supposed to come, but then maybe not. So well, we hope. We hope. Yeah, you know, I tried to book an... It's not a show. <laughs> it's a show. It's a show, not show. Don't worry. Everything's going to be fine. Uh, we're definitely keeping our social distancing in here. We've been six feet apart. Do that for yourselves everywhere else. Wear your masks. But you can listen live right here in your own home, which is exciting. But we do have our speakers pointed to the street for our fine and lovely neighbors here on 21st and Florida. Ooh. Gonna play a little music. This is a old band called America. <laughs> I don't know if you remember them, but uh, they did the soundtrack for an amazing movie called The Last Unicorn. This is not this is not that song, but this is uh, a song by America. It's Sister Golden here, so enjoy. tried to make it Sunday, but I got so damn depressed that I set my sights on Monday and I got myself undressed. I ain't ready for the altar, but I do agree there's times when a woman sure can be a friend of mine.
I was just a little girl, skinny legs and pressing curl. My mother always thought I'd be a star. Way before the record deal, the streets that nurtured Lauren Hill made sure that I'd never go too far. Every ghetto, every city, and suburban place I've been make me recall my days in the New Jerusalem. Story starts in Hooterville. Grew up next to Ivy Hill when kids were stealing quarter meals for fun. Killed a guy and caught a paw. Rode a mongoose till it's dark. Watching kids show off the stolen ones. Every ghetto, every city, and suburban place I've been. Make me recall my days in the New Jerusalem. You know it's hot, don't forget what you got. Looking back. Twenty cents and a nickel. Springfield have had the best popsicles. Saturday morning cartoons and kung fu. Main Street boost tonic with the dress. A beef patty and some cocoa bread. Move the patch from my leaves to the tongue of my shoe. Remember, Freeland Heights and used to have the bomb leather. Back when Doug Fresh and Slick Rick was together. Looking at the crew, we thought we'd all live forever. Remember when Hawthorne and Chancellor had beef? Moving records was on Central Ave. I was there at dancing school. South Horn Javits ball and pool. Unaware of what we didn't have. Writing my friends' names on my jeans with a marker. July 4th races outside Parker. Fireworks in Martin Stadium. The untouchable PSP, all the crazy niggas, me. McCarthy got away through Irving Tunn. Hillside brings beef with the cops. Self-destruction record drops. And everybody's name was Muslim. Sensations in 88 attracted kids from out of state. And everybody used to do the wop. Jack, the jack, the jack your body. Not a bitch, Mark used to amp up the party. I wish those days they didn't stop. Every ghetto, every city, and suburban place I've been. Made me recall my days in every city. You know it's high, don't forget.
Well, my daddy left home when I was three, and he didn't leave much to Ma and me. Just this old guitar and an empty bottle of booze. Now, I don't blame him because he run and hid, but the meanest thing that he ever did was before he left, he went and named me Sue. Well, he must have thought that it was quite a joke, and it got a lot of laughs from a lots of folks. Seems I had to fight my whole life through. Some gal would giggle and I'd get rid, and some guy'd laugh and I'd bust his head. I'll tell you, life ain't easy for a boy named Sue. <laughs> well, I grew up quick and I grew up mean. My fists got hard, my wits got keen. Roamed from town to town to hide my shame. But I made me a vow to the moon and stars. I'd search the honky tonks and bars and kill that man that gave me that awful name. Well, it was Gatlinburg in mid-July, and I'd just hit town, and my throat was dry. I thought I'd stop and have myself a groove. At an old saloon on a street of mud, there at a table dealing stud, sat the dirty mangy dog that named me Sue. Well, I knew that snake was my own sweet dad from a worn-out picture that my mother'd had, and I knew that scar on his cheek and his evil eye. He was big and bent and gray and old, and I looked at him and my blood ran cold, and I said, My name is Sue. How do you do? Now you gonna die. Yeah, that's what I told him. Well, I hit him hard right between the eyes, and he went down, but to my surprise, come up with a knife and cut off a piece of my ear. Well, I busted a chair right across his teeth and we crashed through the wall and into the street, kicking and a-gouging in the mud and the blood and the beard. I tell you, I fought tougher men, but I really can't remember when. He kicked like a mule and he bit like a crocodile. I heard him laugh and then I heard him cuss and he went for his gun to pull mine first. He stood there looking at me and I saw him smile and he said, son, this world is rough, and if a man's going to make it, he's got to be tough. And I know I wouldn't be there to help you along. So I give you that name, and I said goodbye. I knew you'd have to get tough or die. And it's that name that helped to make you strong. Yeah. He said, now you just fought one hell of a fight, and I know you hate me, and you got the right to kill me now, and I wouldn't blame you if you do. But you ought to thank me before I die for the gravel in your guts and the spit in your eye, because I'm the that named you Sue. Yeah, what could I do? What could I do? I got all choked up and I threw down my gun, called him a pawn, he called me a son, and I come away with a different point of view. And I think about him now and then, every time I try and every time I win. And if I ever have a son, I think I'm going to name him Bill or George, anything but Sue. I still ain't that
the breeze float straight out of our lids. Them, they got boo bodies, hard rock Brooklyn kids. Us floor rush when they DJ booming classics. You think the crew on the fattest hip hop record. He tucks the kinks and sinks into the sounds. She frequents deep, fatter joints called undergrounds. Our funk zooms like you hit the Mary Jane. They flock to booms, man, boogie had to change. Who freaks the clips with mad amount percussion? Where kinky hair goes the unthought of dimensions. Why is it so fly? Cause hip hop kept some drama. When butterfly rock the light blue sway boomers. What by the cut? We push it off the corner. How was the buzz entire hip hop era? Was fresh in fact since they started saying Audi. Cause funk's made fat from right beneath my hood. The pooba of the styles like miles and shit. Like 60s funky worms with waves and perms. Just sending junky rhythms right down your block. We beat to rap what key beat to lock. But I'm cool like that. 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 I'm cool. Queen be the chocolates taps on my rap. She innovates after sweet cat naps. He at the funk club with the vibrate. Then they be crazy down with the five mate. It can't kick a plan, then a crowd burst. Me, I be digging it with the bug burst. Us, we be freaking till dawn, peace and I. He gets a stranger smile, so I say hi. Who understood? Yeah, understood the plans. Him heard of it and put it to his hands. What I just flip, let borders get loose. How to consume all the beaches like juice. If it's the shit, we'll lift it off the plastic. The Go spastic, hip hop is a classic. Pimp play a shop, it don't matter. I'm fatter, ask butter how I zone. Man, Cleopatra Jones. And I'm chill like that. 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 I'm chill. Crew kids, seven and a crescent. Us cause a buzz when a nickel bets a dope. Him, that's my man with the asteroid belt. They catch a fizz from the Mr. Doodle Big. He rocks a teeth from the Crooklyn Nine Pigs. The rebirth of slick like my gangster stroll. The lyrics just like me come in stacks and rolls. You used to find the bug in a box with Babe. Now he boogies up your stage, plats twist the braids. And I'm peace like that. 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 Check it out, man. I groove like that. I'm smooth like that. I jive like that. I roll like that. Yeah, I'm thick like that. I stack like that. I'm down like that. I'm black like that. Well, yo, I funk like that. I'm fat like that. I'm in like that because I swing like that. We jazz like that. We freak like that. We zoom like that. We out. We out. We out.
It's Mutiny Radio. Hey, we're here. I'm here with Pancake. Yes, we're hey, here. Hey, Pancake. Safely. We're on the corner of 21st in Florida. Don't gather. Yeah, please. But do stick your head out the window if you can hear us. Maybe you what can playlist? I was just playing CDs. You could just stand on the corner. Just you could just, just yes, yeah. s- at least but six feet away. N- no, it's a bunch of different CDs on two different. Everyone, things. stay away. You're you shut up. You can't open my eyes. You're ruining everything. I'm trying to stay focused. Stay focused. <sighs> okay. There's gonna be. We're gonna do. I'm going to play more music 